Saving the greatest country in the world is not a short-term proposition, folks. We can save this great nation, but it's going to take all of us. Why? Because we are America. Herman Cain. Herman Cain. Solutions for a better America. This is your host, Herman Cain. Thank you for joining us. Because we are going to tell you the truth. We're going to give you the facts. Because we want you to be informed and inspired to help make this a better USA. Breaking news, breaking news every day with Herman Cain and the most connected man in Washington, Jamie Dupree. Hello, Jamie. Welcome. Hey, Herman. How you doing today, buddy? Magnificent. We had a caller who asked earlier about the 2013 immigration bill uh, that was put together by the gang of eight over in yes. the Senate. And my question is... What was the main reason that it died in the House? Well, the main reason it died in the House was just the opposition to the idea of approving any immigration reform plan that didn't just focus, this was the Republicans, that didn't just focus on border security first and then worry about you know what to deal with a pathway to citizenship or legal uh, residence in the U.S. for the people who were already in the U.S. illegally. So there was a, there was a pretty big back, uh, backlash against it from... You know, from talk radio, from Republicans uh, here in Congress who felt like that this bill went too far. And it also, the way they got it through the Senate was basically they gave lots of stuff to the Republicans on border security and lots of stuff to the Democrats on pathway to citizenship. So, you know, it's one of those things that they tried to do all this stuff on it, and it didn't really hit the sweet spot for the GOP in the House. And, you know, think about it at that point in time. Uh, we've had, we had the Tea Party revolution, you know, a couple years earlier. There were a lot of more conservative Republicans who wanted no part of that. And, you know, that's why immigration is sort of uh, maybe one of the weak spots for Marco Rubio in the presidential yes. race because yes. there are a lot of people who, are, who feel like that he went the wrong way on that. The irony of that is, is the new Super PAC ad that's out, negative ad against Rubio by Jeb Bush's allied Super PAC, is going after Rubio on those exact things on immigration. But the irony there is that Jeb Bush has also sort of been all over the place on immigration through the years as well. Exactly. Trying it again as well, if, you the know. Bush, the Bush team, obviously, you know, what's interesting, we've talked about this, we're not seeing much in the way of negative ads against Donald Trump. Uh, the Bush people are again trying to hit Marco Rubio. Well, what does that tell you? That tells you that they think that's their best chance to knock Rubio down a few notches and right. maybe move some of those voters over to Jeb Bush and get him up higher. I tell you, you know, we talk about trends in the polls. It's funny. Last Friday, here we were complaining, no polls. Now we've had a whole bunch come <laughs> out, and we'll have some more today. Oh, yeah. So we've had, let's see, six polls in the new year, uh, all taken in January in New Hampshire. You know, we look at somebody like Jeb Bush. I mean, this is crazy, Herman. Of these six polls, and this shows you why you can't look at one number, Jeb Bush's numbers range all the way from 4% to 12%. Um, Chris Christie is between 5% and 12%. Ted Cruz is between 9 and 14 Kasich between 7 and 14 Rubio between 9 and 15 and Trump between 25 and 32. Now, the trends that we see there, though, is we're just not seeing a big breakout right. uh, consistently by anybody. Uh, Marco Rubio is the strongest in terms of the others in New Hampshire. In Iowa, on the Republican side, we're not seeing anybody break out. Rubio is firmly in third, right. with Cruz and Trump alternately in first. How about this for numbers? Four polls in Iowa so far this year. These are Ben Carson's numbers, and these are chronological. 11, 9, 8, 7. Yeah. 
sort of only going one way. And that's why, you know, the way it looks right now is just Cruz, Trump, Rubio, who are showing strength in Iowa. And then in New Hampshire, Trump and Rubio and, you know, you could see Kasich, Cruz, uh, Bush, and even Christie doing kind of a well contest in New Hampshire. For number three. What, this, is, this question is for Tim, who called earlier. What about Rand Paul? Well, Rand Paul got booted off the main stage in the debate this week because his poll numbers have not been very impressive. Right. Um, you know, he's averaging just about 4% in New Hampshire. In Iowa, he's been averaging 4%. He has not been able to break out. I mean, for example, the, the four polls in Iowa, 5, 5, 4, and 2. Uh, he just, he, it's interesting, Rand Paul has not been able to recapture sort of the magic of his father, Ron Paul, from the last two elections. Right. When Ron Paul was able to do well in a state like Iowa, uh, I think there's a lot of interest still in Rand Paul. Now, he says, he has made clear he is not going to show up, Rand Paul, at yeah. the Thursday debate in South Carolina. Uh, because he was demoted to the pre-debate debate. So that means the early debate, the undercard, is only going to be Rick Santorum, Mike Huckabee, and Carly Fiorina. So it'll just be those three, evidently, in the undercard. And then the main stage of the Republican debate on Thursday night will have the smallest Republican field yet for one of these. It'll only be seven. So it'll be Cruz, Trump, uh, Rubio, uh, uh, Carson, Christie, Bush, and Kasich. Kasich, Bush, and Christie make it because they have strong numbers in New Hampshire. So did the Fox business change the cut the cut line criteria? They had different criteria than previous debates, yes. And remember, there was what was, I think it was the last debate, was the one in, in Vegas in December, where I think at the last minute CNN sort of pushed Rand Paul over the goal line and right. got him into that debate when it looked like he might pop off. So, you know, he's sort of been hanging on by the edge. And and look, I know there's a lot of Rand Paul people out there, uh, but he just has not caught fire so far yeah. in this campaign. And you go back and look at his numbers. I mean, Rand Paul, uh, I'm looking all the way back. i got to go back to July to find a poll that has him over 6%. In New Hampshire, you got to go back to June to find him uh, when he was at nine. It was months ago. He was in double digits in New Hampshire, but that is all faded away. Now, was the criteria based upon Iowa and New Hampshire, or was it based I think upon Iowa, the New national, Hampshire, and national polls? And as national well. polls, they looked yeah, at all three of those. National polls. Rand Paul also has not been able to fare very well in those. Uh, his average in the real clear politics right now is only two point eight percent. Has anybody else on the undercard complained? Uh, no, I mean, I think Carly Fiorina would rather, uh, obviously, stay on, on the top. But you know, let's face it, she has not been able to ca uh, catch lightning in a bottle either. Uh, her numbers in New Hampshire, she's averaging 1.5% in Iowa. And let's see, in New Hampshire, it's not much better for her overall. It's uh, it's 3.8%. So her numbers have, you know, she surged early. We've talked about this. She gets recognized in the debates and then sort of gets lost out there. Uh, she's been trying with That's a lot puzzling. of events. In yeah. Iowa, New Hampshire, but it just hasn't caught on. You know, sometimes, and it's so hard to explain, but sometimes a candidate that seems like he or she should do well, it just doesn't catch on for whatever reason. Sometimes it's just not your year. And you know, you can say the same. You can say the same thing about Donald Trump because remember the establishment. They kept saying, "Well, he's not going to make it because of the way he talks about people and this and this." But he's remained in the top tier. I think you the can't explain mistake, it. The biggest mistake that the this reminds me of uh, more and more of the Tea Party popping up in 2010 and defeating a number of Republican incumbents. And it reminds me of that because for the most part, the Republican establishment sort of sat back and said, you know, these guys are nuts. They'll never win. We just ignore them and run our race and we'll be fine. Yeah, and you got 30 of them in the way. House now, right? 
Yeah, and then 2012 and 2014, I think the Republican establishment finally figured out what they needed to do when they were challenged by somebody who declared themselves to be a Tea Party challenger, and that is you punched them in the face, and you punched them hard, and you punched them repeatedly. And you, you knocked them down and beat them up before they got a chance to uh, beat you <laughs> and, and knock you around. And they didn't do that with Trump. Yeah. They left Trump alone. Yeah. And I think that looking back, probably the biggest thing they should have done, they should have gone after Trump big time. And they haven't. Now, look, it's, what, January the 12th. Are you seeing any negative ads against Donald Trump in either Iowa or New Hampshire? No, I don't get it. I mean, to me, every day that uh, goes by without that, uh, I think Trump gets stronger and stronger. Uh, to quote Greta Van Susteren, <laughs> what she said to somebody on her show one night, if you attack Trump, you get nuked by Trump. You don't just get smacked back well, in the face. I think face. people are worried. He will yeah, nuke that, that, you. <laughs> yeah, that, that there'll be a big, uh, you know, a big response. But I guess it's sort of like, I, I look at it this way. It's like my team this weekend was playing in the playoffs, and I'm yelling at the TV, please blitz some. And my kid says, well, Dad, what if they blitz and it doesn't work? And I said, well, it doesn't matter if you lose by 20 or by 40 at this point in That's time. That's right. You just feel like you should do something. And, um, you know, as I look at the candidates, like yesterday, the Bush super PAC comes after Rubio. They're sitting on all kinds of money. They don't yeah. go against Trump. They go against Rubio. See, to me, that doesn't make any sense. Okay? If, if they're going to use the attack strategy, but I think, as you explained it, they see bringing Rubio down as their best chance of pushing To jail. get up there uh, and become an alternative to Trump later on, and then yeah. you hope you have enough money to still go after him. But, you know, it's like anything, Herman. Um, if, you let, uh, if you let the weeds grow... A lot in the spring. They're much tougher to get out in June and July. <laughs> Who are you calling weeds? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, did you have a favorite in the uh, National uh, Football Championship game last night? Oh, I'm an old Redskins fan, yes. yes. I'm not talking about the Redskins. I'm talking about the oh, the National Championship the National game College night. No, I, I just, I mean, I guess I'm an SEC guy, and so, uh, you know, I, I just wanted a good game, and I was rewarded with that. I actually... Yep. Went to bed at halftime and got up very early this morning before I had to get on the radio and watch the end of the game at 5.30 this morning. Yeah. So it was pretty good. Well, it, it was a good game. I watched the whole thing, and the, the separation between the two teams boiled down to mistakes. Yeah, big plays and big, mistakes. Two big yes. play mistakes. And I think the same thing is going to happen in this race in terms of um, candidates trying to position themselves. And, you know, you and I have talked about it, and we disagree on this sometimes, that, you know, attacking other candidates – Sometimes I think turns out to be a mistake, but they believe many of the campaigns believe that it works. And so far, we you know yeah. it's interesting because this week's debate, especially the way they're going to be arrayed up on the stage. Yeah, uh, Rubio will be right next to Christie, and Christie has been going after Rubio a lot in recent days. Yeah. and uh, the Rubio people have also been pushing back. Rubio also yesterday trying to draw some differences with Ted Cruz about uh, his tax plan, which Rubio says amounts to nothing more than a value-added tax. Right. So look for little things there. And again, while I'll note more than anything else is that Trump, we saw some evidence yesterday after we spoke uh, in some polling that Trump's attacks, the birther attacks on Ted Cruz, are having an impact uh, for Trump and against Cruz in Iowa. You know, it's interesting. Trump, again, not going after Cruz on issues. This is not a difference uh, that they have on economic policy or defense or education or immigration or anything. It's just on that issue of being born outside of the United States, even with an American citizen mother. Uh, those attacks, according to a few pollsters, are definitely working in Trump's favor in Iowa. But here's the thing. 
And Cruz explained this. Didn't John McCain have the same issue? Didn't some other yeah. candidates have the same issue? And they were able to run, and nobody made a big deal out of it. Legally, What's funny is that legally, I don't see it going anywhere. I don't either, but Cruz, uh, his response is very interesting because he's been blaming the, the Washington establishment for making these uh, this case against him when the Washington establishment isn't the one. It's been Trump and fanned a little, actually, by Rand Paul's people as well. Uh, but Trump certainly has been uh, after that, and I don't look for him to back off on it one bit. Well, I got to tell you, Jamie, I'm looking forward to February 1st, uh, New Hampshire, what, February the 9th? Yeah, enough talk Super about Tuesday. the polls, and let's right. get down to yeah, the actual yeah. votes. Get That's Enough already with the yep. polls. It's Let's the best get the time. That's when we get down to actually the voting <laughs> oh, and everything, yeah. and then we see. Yep. Uh, the last thing, Herman, is we know the polls are wrong. We just don't know who they're wrong about. <laughs> Jamie, Shane to be write that down. It's true. Words of wisdom from Jamie Dupree. Thanks a lot, Jamie. See you, buddy. You're listening to the Herman Cain Show.